Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, partly cloudy. Risk of a thunderstorm late this afternoon and tonight. Wind south 30, gusting to 50. The high today, 29 degrees. The low 15. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. Wind west 30, the high 25, the low 8. Saturday, sunny and windy with a high of 16, the low 5. Sunday, sunny, the high 17, the low 4. Monday, sunny, the high 21, the low 8. Tuesday, sunny, the high 19, the low 8. Wednesday, sunny, the high near 21. Normal high is 22 for this date. The normal low is 8 degrees. The sun rose at 449 this morning. It sets at 905 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot in Saskatchewan, Bratz Lake, at 29 degrees, the cold spot, Uranium City, at 5 degrees. Estevan is 27, Saskatoon, 22, Swift Current, 21, Weyburn, 28, Yorkton is 25. In Regina, cloudy and 28, it's 82 Fahrenheit. One of the reversal temps, 28 is 82, just like 16 is 61. Winds are from the south-southeast at 30, gusting to 48. Humidity, 22%, and the barometric pressure dropping 100.7. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 28 degrees. Winds are from the south at 22, gusting to 39. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 28. That's 82 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Storms are unpredictable, we aren't. You're always covered with smhi.ca. File your crop report by June 15th. The latest crop reports is seeding is virtually complete across Saskatchewan. Provincial crops analyst Corey Jacobs says 99% of the crop is in the ground in Saskatchewan, but there is spotty germination in some areas. We would be seeing virtually complete. 99% of the crop is now seeded, up from 92% last week and ahead of the five-year average of 93%. There is some crop that will be going into green feed or silage, and, you know, there is the some reseeding decisions being made as well, and so maybe some later seeded crops going in, but for the most part, we are virtually complete seeding across the province. Was there any rainfall this past week? Not a lot across the province. We did have a little bit in the northeast part of the province, kind of around that Nippon area, and the Rokenville area had uh, 18 millimeters of rain, which was the most that was reported. So a little bit, but not, not a lot across the province this past week. So farmland needs rain? Absolutely. The farmland, the cropland topsoil moisture is rated as 22% adequate, 47% short, and 31% very short. And then the topsoil moisture on the hay and pasture land is rated as 18% adequate, 42% short, and 40% very short. So we're in a, we need a, a, a significant amount of rain very soon would be very good. How are crop conditions? How you derate them? 
I guess crop conditions right now, what we were reported as was seeing a variation from poor to good across the province. So some crops are still holding on where there was a little more of that moisture reserve or where they were getting a bit of moisture and some are more poor on the lighter soil where they were missing any precipitation events. But overall, the, the main thing reported was that the crops seem to still be holding on, but they won't hold on for you know uh, a lot longer in these conditions. What area is the hardest hit? I guess in the province, it's, it's kind of an area in kind of central Saskatchewan. It's stretching over to west central and southwest and into the east central and even parts of the southeast parts of the province. And it's, it's, it's expanding a little bit farther every week into the northwest and northeast where they are becoming shorter and shorter on topland moisture conditions as well. So crop growth has been delayed then? Yes, with, with this lack of moisture, it has been slowed down. The crops aren't growing a lot. It, it has had some producers holding off on herbicide applications. And, and, you know, there's not a lot of weed growth either. So it, we're kind of waiting for some rain to come along that would just get things growing quite well again. Pasture growth slow too then? Yes, that that's a very big concern right now for the for the livestock and cattle producers. There's not a lot growing. Some have had to turn out their herds onto what is there and are doing the best they can with what they've got right now. What were the main causes of crop damage this past week? I guess it was the lack of moisture. Uh, it was reported as as the strong winds, and then the insects as well, the flea beetles and the cutworms. You know, feeding on the on the oilseed crops and pulse and seal crops. And there was some spraying and reseeding in those situations as well. I guess the big one I want to add right now is with the situation we're in, I know it can be quite, quite stressful for farmers right now with, with, with the way that the year has gone. If they're looking for an open year to talk to, there is the farm stress line that they can call at 1-800-667. 4442. It's, you know, a great way just to reach out and just talk if you're if you're concerned about the situation this year with the lack of moisture. Corey Jacob is a provincial crops analyst for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture at the Knowledge Centre in Moose Jaw. Manitoba Agriculture reports seeding in the province is now 98% complete. Crop specialist Dane Freeze says some canola fields are being reseeded because of frost or flea beetle damage. He says dryness remains a big concern for farmers. The lack of rainfall and the lack of widespread rainfall is really making it difficult to get um, even crop advancement. And last week's rain uh, in the southwest and, and northwest parts of the province tended to follow the Assiniboine River Valley. So those areas got a, a decent shot of moisture, um, as well as around Dauphin, but it still requires more. Um, soil moisture reserves are still rated as short to very short in most of that region. Freeze says the dry conditions in Manitoba have delayed crop emergence in areas where it has been very dry. And there's not a lot of topsoil moisture available, and if there's no moisture in the in the seed zone where that seed is placed, it may just be sitting there as a whole seed dormant, waiting for rainfall to come and activate that germination process. Um, so if that's the case, the seed may still be uh, viable. It just needs that rainfall to, to begin germination and pop out of the ground. And, and if the temperature stays warm like it has been the last few days, once that moisture is applied, the crop should come to the ground fairly quickly. But if it's just taking that long, um, I would just advise producers to go out and check and keep on scouting, looking to see where the germination is at in their field or if it has begun at all. Freed says hayland and pastures need the rain even more than field crops do. He says crop spraying is fairly widespread across Manitoba. Most cereal crops uh, and winter cereals have had their weed applications taken care of. Moving on to to weed applications in canola and soybeans at this point, um, interspersed with insecticide application for flea beetles or cutworms as necessary. That's Manitoba Agriculture Crop Specialist Dane Freeze.
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The second largest John Deere dealership in Canada has added a new store to its lineup. Pattison Agriculture has finished a new store in Leader in southwest Saskatchewan, about 400 kilometers west of Regina. Pattison Agriculture is part of the Jim Pattison Group of companies with 19 John Deere dealerships across Saskatchewan and Manitoba. A ribbon-cutting ceremony was held yesterday at the renovated building site in Leader with an expanded showroom, office space, shop space and parts storage. CN Rail is celebrating its 100th anniversary today. The Director of Sales and Marketing, David Shednovic, says the Grand Trunk Railway was planned in 1902 to be a land link between Britain and Asia with a port at Prince Rupert, B.C. He says the Grand Trunk Pacific from Portage through Melville and Saskatoon is now the CN Main Line. Interestingly, over long sections of the Main Line, the stations located every seven miles have names that ascend in alphabetical order. Some of these alphabet stations are places where elevators or plants have been built in recent years, including Bloom, Knox, Oakner, Clavet, Oban, Unity, etc. Shednovic says the Grand Trunk Railway had considerable discussion with the federal government in 1903 to build a railway spanning from the Atlantic to the Pacific. The line of rail was to be built in five sections, Eastern, Quebec, Woodland, Prairie and Mountain, from Moncton, New Brunswick to Quebec City, Winnipeg, Edmonton and Dunvegan with the end point on the Pacific coast yet to be determined. The Government of Canada would build the eastern section, which was also known as the National Transcontinental Railway, up to Winnipeg, and the Grand Trunk Pacific would build from Winnipeg to the west coast, with the Grand Trunk Pacific leasing and operating the eastern portion. The government guaranteed the principal and interest of bonds issued by the company, covering up to 75% of the amount of construction in each region, but the principal amount was not to exceed $13,000 per mile in the Prairie section and $30,000 per mile in the Mountain section. Shednovic says there was some interesting engineering of the Grand Trunk Railway. Well, the line ran for 1,758 miles, had 34 steel and concrete bridges, 13 tunnels amounting to 9,000 feet, and it had 80-pound rail, which was very heavy at the time versus other roads in North America. Most critical, though, was Hayes' insistence that the road have minimal grade and curves, Max grade was to be one quarter of one percent, representing a max rise of 21 feet per mile, and max curvature was to be four degrees, which was also very generous. Final max grade ended up being four tenths of one percent going east and five tenths of one percent going west. Other transcontinentals at the time had grade of up to four percent, or over 200 feet of rise per mile. This great advantage gave the Grand Trunk Pacific a big edge in pulling power versus other transcontinentals at the time. A freight train on the Grand Trunk Pacific could carry seven times as heavy a load as on the Canadian Pacific and five times more than a freight train on the Santa Fe Railroad in the U.S. Jednovic adds the decision to make the Port of Prince Rupert as the western end of the railway good business. Even then, Hayes saw the shorter sailing time from Asia to Rupert as advantageous versus Vancouver and Point South. The port was also deep and ice-free. Originally, though, an error in admiralty charts made people think that the harbour would be useless due to a large obstruction in the way, but Hayes had it resurveyed and the error was corrected. A contest was sponsored by the Grand Trunk Pacific to name the western endpoint of the road, with the name to be no longer than ten letters or three syllables. Prince Rupert was the first governor of the Hudson's Bay Company, and that name was suggested by a Winnipegger who received a $250 prize for her efforts. 
Genovic says the founder of the Grand Trunk Railway, Charles Melville Hayes, was returning from Britain in April 1912, where he secured more funding for the railway. He died on the sailing of the Titanic. Hayes realized Prince Rupert would be closer to Asia by ocean than any other Pacific port in North America. He envisioned a new silk route, the fastest end-to-end route for shipping time-sensitive goods between Asia and North America. Although he didn't live to see it, a century later, Prince Rupert has realized his vision and has become North America's fastest-growing gateway for Asian-North American trade. And Prince Rupert is a major grain port. Sea and Rail celebrating the formation of the company, its 100th anniversary today. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. The latest Viterra prices for canola gained $3.30 at 4.15.82. Oats rose 313 at 192.05. Number one red spring wheat went up $4.61 at $240.88. The rest were unchanged. Durham 239.51. Feed barley 212.63. Flax 472.42. Yellow peas 239.54. Feed wheat 196.98. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, July wheat is up 13 and a quarter cents at 5.60 and a half cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Assiniboia Livestock Auction with the marker report for June 5th. We had 569 head come to the sale as heiferettes sold from 98 cents to $1.23. D1 and D2 cows sold from 81 cents to 99. D3 cows sold from 60 cents to 80. Canner cows sold from 10 cents to 40. And your slaughter bulls from $1.07 to $1.31 a pound. For any more market information, give me Brady Olson a call at the Cineboy Livestock Auction, 642-5358. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 187 to 191 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 head, selling in a range of 189 to 191 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and four contract prices are trading higher. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up seven basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3401. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.82 cents US. US cash markets are higher for the first time this week with all regions up 47 cents to 75 cents a hundredweight US higher. The move is not considered to be trend-setting as cash markets continue to struggle to keep upward momentum. Daily cutout values were net lower on the day, with all cuts except loins and picnics, which were only modestly higher. Heavier hogs multiplied by the higher new normal slaughter levels mean a lot of pork is being produced in the USA, which will likely remain a pressuring force until a more positive demand story develops. Lean hog futures continue to trade amid pre-March rally levels while the market waits for news on direction. And the outlook today, partly cloudy, risk of a thunderstorm late this afternoon and again tonight and even overnight. Wind south 30 gusting to 50, the high 29, the low 15. Tomorrow mainly sunny, wind west 30 and the high 25, the low 8. The key part of the forecast, the rainfall forecast for Saturday, has been taken out of the forecast. Estevan 27, Saskatoon 22, Swift Current 21, Weyburn 28, Yorkton 25, Regina Cloudy in 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.